yeah. I got my main man sitting in front of me. Uh, Rick Marrero in the house. What's up? That's right. And it's your boy, Malcolm Riddle. And welcome to a, another episode of American Riddle. And we're, we're bringing it in a little funky. It's funky, ain't it? I like it. I like it. Chase. They don't get funky. Uh, I mean, they got... They got instruments. Like you hear that? It gets better, too. Give it a second, people. So that's what's up right there. We're bringing it in. Like I said, another show, another episode. On to the next. You're rocking with American Riddle. And I said it once. I'll say it again. This is your boy, Malcolm Riddle, sitting in front of... The hip hop restaurateur Rick Marrero in the house. Yes, sir. It's been a minute, huh? It's been a while. It's been a while. That's right. We got you on the mic. God damn, you hear that? Woo! God. Uh, who sampled that? I haven't heard anybody. It's not sampled. This is all. This is Chase. I've never heard. Musicians from back in the day. Someone might have. The beat sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm it sure sounds it like it should have been sampled. Oh, I'm sure it has, pal. No, uh, look at that. Yeah, now. nothing. Now it breaks it down. Yeah. That's what you got to listen to, people. So you got to do the research yourself. You know what I mean? I can I can take you to the water, but it's up to you to explore it. So you got to find the music as we bring it to you on this show. Um, yeah, no, I'm glad you're back. Glad you uh, agreed to do the show. We got the show on the road again. American yeah. Riddle is taking it on the road, and we're at Desiderio in Gainesville, Virginia. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're you know we did a broadcast last week at the. Uh, let me chill this out for a minute. Sorry about that, Chase. Uh, we did a, a show last week at the Ashburn Wine Shop. It was cool. You know, we 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 had a couple brewskis. We uh, we talked a little bit about the wine business. Um, some. Uh, eclectic uh beer like high dollar value really? stuff yeah yeah it's that's, pretty crazy that's, that's lost that, on my palate yeah well me too i didn't i didn't you know <laughs> if it tastes good i'll drink it yeah you know same thing with food like i said this on a podcast last week i was like yeah you know people think <clears throat> they think that uh you know i'm a foodie or i know about everything you know around alcohol but i mean if you put it in front of me i'm gonna i'm gonna consume it yeah. I'm like I'm notorious for that. If it's good, you know what I mean. I just had it. you bring out some meatballs before yeah. the show started. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just sent Rick a text. I was like, "Man, you got I'm hungry as hell." So he made some uh, made some uh, meatballs. You do those by hand, right? Yeah, yeah, all made by hand. Yeah, they're big too, man. They're big as the palm of my hand. Yeah, they're big. Served over the marinara. Yeah, yeah. That's what's up? Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, you put it in front of me. I'm gonna I'll, I'll consume it. I just uh, you know. I don't really do much research prior to or after, yeah. you know? Yeah. I always like to relax and enjoy that moment. Yeah. I, I, I don't know much about wine. I mean, I've learned a lot from you, but yeah, I know if I like it. And if I like it... Yeah, you'll drink it. I'll drink it. That's right. And I got to hope other people will drink it as well, but... And you'll turn it on to your, you know, yeah. friends, family, customers, yeah. of course. Yeah. You just have to know what's good. Yeah. If you know what's good... You know, there's a good chance other people like it too. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it was good as always. Like with something that's rated, just 
just because it, you know, it made the news. Yeah. I, I, didn't. I was just reading about yesterday, mm-hmm. last night, a $214 grilled cheese sandwich. What? $214. <laughs> Some restaurant in New York. Oh, it's, uh, I forget the name, but they're also responsible for the most expensive burger. Yeah. So they make this grilled cheese with this bread that's infused with champagne, and the ends of the grilled cheese are dipped in gold leaf. I mean, gold is edible when it's in its purest form. Yeah. Uh, oh, Serendipity. That's the name of the restaurant. So they make this $214 grilled cheese with this. That's made with this Italian cheese that's the, the, the cows are they're fed this organic fennel grass and wild strawberries. That's what the cows eat. They make the cheese from that. They grill it on this bread infused with champagne. That's insane. They dip the ends in gold leaf. Gold leaf. It's edible. Like I was saying, it's, you can you need it. Yeah, but no. I, and it's served with lobster, not you know tomato soup, brushed with <laughs> truffle oil or truffle <laughs> butter or the truffle butter on the grilled cheese or something. But at two hundred fourteen dollars, I think I don't know if I can appreciate that enough. Yeah, that's uh, <clears throat> that's a bit overkill. I mean, it has to be you know. It'd have to be served with some pussy. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, what else? What, what? what tastes that $214? good? Two hundred and fourteen dollars. I want some. I want some titty. Yeah, you know what I mean. While you're eating it, yeah, yeah. you have to. Yeah, oh, man, I want the whole kit and caboodle. I mean, the experience of a grilled cheese. I'm sure it's good. And the person who ate it, who had it, said it was very good. But the gold leaf doesn't taste like anything. Yeah, and it's a good, really, 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 really good grilled cheese. And you know what? They had to throw lobster in there to, I guess, give it some value or it was a little afterthought. But I, I just can't see eating or being able to enjoy. I can eat it. I'd eat it and probably think it's good. But if it's but $214 good yeah, that's, that's some bread and cheese, I don't know if I could appreciate it enough. And I think there's that arrogance of people, you know, you're not refined enough to appreciate what you're eating. Man, I know that the people that are, you know, Eating that cheese in Italy, they're eating it as an everyday cheese. You bring it over here and you put it in a two hundred fourteen dollars grilled cheese sandwich. There's another one I'm looking up. I just kind of googled that and it came up with some other ones. This restaurant called Deco Restaurant uh, in the Ritz Carlton in Chicago, and they served up a hundred dollar version of uh, a grilled cheese. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing. It's what it says right here. Artesian sourdough bread, 40-year-old Wisconsin cheddar with 24-karat gold flakes. See, they, they add the gold in there. So if you look at if you look, the one from Serendipity, same thing. They put gold flakes in it. And they also put a lot of, like, numbers, like 100-year-old yeah. balsamic vinegar, 40-year-old Wisconsin. They put the, these numbers yeah. in where it, it penet- they know that it penetrates your psyche. Yeah. And then you think, but you're just a jerk-off buying a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, when, when, you, when you make... Like when we do meatballs here, we we hand roll them, so it it, it costs me money yeah. to hand roll that grilled cheese yeah. to, to hand roll the meatballs. <laughs> it doesn't. It takes what five minutes to make a grilled cheese sandwich. It takes me longer because they're just putting together those components. They don't make the bread. They put together the bread, the cheese, put it on a grill, and grill it. It takes you all of five minutes, and there's no. That's the point of a grilled cheese, right? Yeah, but so you're, you're really quick. paying. You're, you're, it's two hundred fourteen dollars. For the cheese and the bread. Because the person making it is not worth the labor. You no. know, we, we, like I said, it cost me more. I would bet you that it cost me more to roll <clears throat> 180 meatballs 
than it does to make that grilled cheese sandwich. I think that uh, yeah, when you when you pay two hundred dollars for a grilled cheese or two fourteen or whatever, it doesn't matter. When you pay that much for a grilled cheese, I think you need to stop and look at yourself and yeah. see you know. What the hell am I doing? Well, that's just it. You want to be the guy that ordered the $214 grilled cheese sandwich. And then you're in the restaurant or the $100 grilled cheese sandwich, and you're sitting there, and everyone's whispering, that's the guy. He's eating that sandwich. He's eating the grilled cheese. And then people get to come up to you and talk to you. How was that sandwich? He's a dunsky. It, it was good. and But everyone else is looking at you like, oh, it was good, but you just paid $214 yeah. He's for a, a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah. You got to have money to burn, not care. You got to want the attention. Yeah, but you got to be a moron. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to be around that guy. I will tell you what, you could probably get all those ingredients. Yeah, make it yourself at mm-hmm. home, and pay a lot less if you really wanted to have. And you could make a really good grilled cheese sandwich. I could make you a really good grilled cheese sandwich that would compare and taste, and I wouldn't tell you what's in it. And you would like it just as much. Yeah, but I don't even want to doctor up my grilled cheese sandwich. You know There's what I mean? You get some bread, gr- white bread, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get the white bread. You put butter on it. Yeah. You know, you put it on the outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Butter it up. Yeah. And you put the Everybody cheese in. Some, cheese sometimes in. you can put two two pieces of cheese. Yeah. You can even put two different types of yeah. cheese if you really want. Yeah. I don't even mind that. Okay. And you put it in the pan, right? Right. Yeah. Put some more butter. And then you flip it and you do do its thing. Let that it do its thing. Let it, you know, get the edges brown and stuff yeah. like that. And you're good. You cut it. So right now, you just described to me the same exact process. That they use to make a two hundred fourteen dollars yeah. grilled cheese sandwich. It's the same thing. Yeah, I don't need all that extra stuff. I don't thing. need the lobster. I don't need the go. If you serve that to me, I, I, the first thing I'll be, what the fuck is this? Yeah. What are you trying to do here? I mean, what do you? What do you? What do you? If you serve me that sandwich, I'd be like, now what do I got to do for you? Because yeah. you're you're yeah. coming at me yeah. in a weird way, Rick Moreno. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You're right. Is it, right. You're right. What do we do? Is there what a special you, way to eat it? Do, yeah. I, do I? Is there a fork? A special utensil work? I need? Yeah. I don't even know what's on your mind. Yeah. Why would you serve me this? Yeah. And you're my boy, and I'm like, why is my boy? So what, what's, what's he want from me now? I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. And, and you look, I think the burger, too, or anything that costs a ton of money, they, they throw gold leaf in it. They throw gold, you know, because that's whatever. There was a Sunday, a $1,000 Sunday. I think it was also made by somebody in New York. What? That had gold leaf in it, too. <laughs> I saw that on T. I saw that on some, I don't know, Food Network. It was a $1,000 Sunday. Uh. I mean, $1,000 for ice cream. Now, the ice cream was the same thing. Special cows, you know, fed a special diet, gold leaf. Uh, Look it up. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. I'm looking at some pictures right now. Of $1,000 Sunday? Yeah, there's gold. Yeah. It's in this, like, crystal, like, I don't know what goblet. And it's got gold flakes on it and chocolate. Fuck that. $1,000 Sunday. How could you not feel guilty eating a $1,000 Sunday? You, there's no way I could justify. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not in a position where I have money coming out of my ass. But Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you look at this. Good God. You're right. Serendipity. Serendipity's threes. What is golden opulent Sunday? Oh, they did the Sunday too? Yep. So they got the grilled cheese, the Sunday? Yeah. That's just ridiculous. But I mean, yeah, there's a lot of gold in this. But what is that? When you eat it, I mean, gold. I mean, you, you, have you, you don't eat the gold, right? Yeah, it's, you do. It's, it's edible. When gold is pure, gold in its purest form is edible. Your body can digest it. Why would you eat the gold though? Because it's in the Sunday. So you think you're something, right? Yeah, that's what you think. You you're, you're that you much. Sh- you shit gold. You're that much of a jack off. You shit gold. Is that the, you, so the people, these people, are running around 
And they showed what I saw when I saw on Food Network. They showed a woman eating. actually eating this thousand dollar Sunday, and she had this look on her face because imagine this: they got a camera on you, and you're eating a thousand dollar Sunday. Me, I personally, if they said, "How does it taste?" Yeah, like fucking ice cream. <laughs> Yeah, what is this supposed to taste like? Tastes like ice cream. But she's given that face, that mmm face. This is better than sex face. I just, I'm eating a $1,000 Sunday. Not worth it. Nothing's that good. I'm sorry. Yeah, and you're, it's, why? Like, why would you do that to yourself? I mean, I don't understand. Well, probably because, probably because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a simple guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, again, my pockets aren't that deep. But even if my pockets were that deep... I wouldn't spend a thousand dollars for a Sunday. Yeah, that, that's that, that's people want the attention. Who want to want to be able to tell their friends, "I had the, have you had the thousand dollars Sunday?" Well, shit, no, I didn't have the thousand dollars Sunday. You got to have the thousand dollars Sunday. We, you know, out here in this area, you get some of that. The has, the has nots. Oh, you haven't done this yet. You haven't been here yet. You haven't done that. Everybody, you know, it's all about one up and your, you know, your neighbors, the that's, other people with money. That's insane. I mean. It, yeah, but I don't know, man. You just threw me off completely thinking about that. We weren't even going to talk about that. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling just for the fact that we have that much excess. We have that much time on our hands to eat. I mean, I don't even – if you serve that to me, I would just have a problem with it. That's what I'm like saying. If I was in that environment, yeah, I would try it probably, but I, I don't think it – it's not going to taste any different than going to Dairy Queen. Yeah, you, right? Exactly. You know, you know what the whole thing is? Walking up to the counter or whatever and saying, I want the $1,000 Sunday. That experience right there, when you order it and the look on the server's face, the look on the people in the kitchen's face, oh, this per- the look on the people's face at the yeah. table next to you, he just ordered the $1,000 Sunday. That's all you're paying for. He's a big willy. That's what you want. That's what those people want. He's a big willy. Because once you start eating it, now. Excellent for me. But Let's see. If not, I'm going to hook up with you. Maybe right. me and you can this is two chains I found, and he's eating the thousand dollars. Go by two chains. Two chains. I'm over the top sometimes. Wow. Seriously? And right now we're going to check out the most expensivest shit. It's definitely crazy. We back. Two chains. Most expensive. Your boy. Shit. And today we're gonna really, really blow your fucking brains out. An ice cream sundae, no joke. You don't even have to cook an ice cream, and it still costs a fucking arm and a leg. Let's get into it. Joe, Joe, my man, good to see you again. We got something really blinged out for you today. This is the golden opulent sundae. A golden opulent, you know I need these words from my raps. Golden opulent sundae. Tell me about it. What's on it? What's going on with it? Well, it's the most expensive ice cream sundae in the world. This is insane. A record holder. This is a record holder. Still a record holder. The glass that it's in, it's the same goblet that they use in the Vatican. This is Baccarat crystal from France. Uh, Baccarat. Yeah. Yeah, I know about that. Then inside we have ice cream, but not just any kind of ice cream. We have Tahitian vanilla ice cream, and we infuse it with Madagascar vanilla. Then we roll it in gold. What's going on with this gold thing that you can eat? Tell me about that. You can eat pure gold. It doesn't have a taste, but it has a real cool texture, and there's nothing cooler than eating gold. Then we add some of the most expensive chocolate in the world, some of the rarest chocolate in the world, candied fruit. These are little candied fruit from Fauchon in Paris, and these are made with gorgeous fresh fruit soaked in a sugar solution for about a month. It's fruit that is turned to a candy, so it's kind of good. So this yeah. is insane. It's good for you. So Absolutely. this is basically... Then we top that with this flour, which is It's totally just like Rick sugar, said, and Rick had and to step out for a quick gold, second, but and it's, it's totally edible. basically flour, flour is edible. a bunch oh, of rare... Flour. 
like and they're not even rare like chocolates chocolate yeah i get it there's different chocolates but what's the point like why would you do this to yourself passion fruit and armyak this is crazy man and of course you eat it with a fucking gold spoon I go out to eat a lot, and I take a lot of the silverware with me. That's just my thing. So is this a situation where you're missing a few spoons? Uh, these we're real careful about. You know. mm-hmm. The Ranger on there. How much is this Sunday worth? How much is this Sunday for the record-holding champion like yourself, Joe? What is this Sunday? Tell me the cost of it right now. I'm sure I probably eat them every week. $1,000. <laughs> And you get to keep two chains is just looking oh, at the shit. Sunday. <laughs> you should be able to borrow the restaurant for that. So that's a uh, <clears throat> that's off of a video. You can YouTube it. It's uh, called GQ's most expensive shit. And in that video, two chains, the uh, the MC rapper, hip hop artist uh, that uh, uh, flaunts a lot of jewelry, uh, a la two chains, uh, is uh, you know he's he's, he's being. Uh, He's being given a, a taste of this thousand dollar, thousand dollar Sunday, and again, it's not something. This isn't something that I would personally, eat, but I kind of get it after watching it. You know, it's it's part of that whole um, uh, experience, uh, this uh, this lifestyle. So, you know, if you're in an, in an environment, uh, if you're lucky enough to be in an environment that. Uh, that you can try something like this, then, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you would probably experience it. But like I said, I'm not some jerk water uh, that's going to sit around and, and eat something like this just because I can. It's, you know, when they're, when they're staring, when they're oohing and eyeing, when the servers are looking, uh, yeah, they're trained professionals. But I think at the end of the day, they're thinking, you, you know, you're a bit of a jerk uh, just because you can just go down to Dairy Queen and get one for five bucks. You know, you can save yourself uh, 995 bucks and go spend it on something that's, uh, that's worth it, like some, like some titties. You know, I mean, uh, Rick, Rick. So the the two chains. I was just talking about this video, and basically, it's it's just like uh, like you said. I mean, it's got. Uh, they said the, the goblet came from the Vatican. You know what I mean? So I mean, what's the deal? Like, I get it. It's an experience. So let's say if you're at a wine dinner or you're in an event, and you can get an opportunity to try something like that. You know, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't but, spend but, it. But if if I could get, you know, deep on you. That's we're, we're starting to tell ourselves that we find pleasure and an experience is worth something based on materialistic. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever happened to good conversation, and yeah. a good atmosphere. Now I got to throw in gold leaf and crystal from the Vatican to make you appreciate an experience. Well, that also shows you just how you know bored we are yeah. with ourselves. You know what yeah. I mean? That's like you know. What, yeah, wh- where are we going? What are we doing? What? Why are we here? You know what I mean? People, people are just just doing just to be doing something, but they're not passionate about about their environment. But they're not really passionate about hooked up within themselves. Yeah, so like, like I, I get it. I guess if you're a billionaire, you're on some different well, stuff, and a thousand dollars isn't isn't anything. Yeah, then maybe. But when it becomes when it's, well, I, I kind of get it. The whole. Let's make this like this show. It's, this show's called uh, GQ's Most Expensive Shit, and you can YouTube, it, and it's full of stuff like that. Two Chains seems to be involved in it quite a bit. Well, you know what? Two, two Chains didn't pay for it, or maybe he did. I don't know. When you're on a no. show, GQ paid no, for no. that because he I didn't even say, like the idea of it being a thousand dollars. See, 
He, he looked at it like it, it was, you know, yeah, you you know crazy. What? a guy like that, he's spending his own money. In 10 years, he'll be broke saying, man, remember when I, I made I think he already is. See? I, I think that. he's already going through some stuff. Remember when I ate that $1,000 Sunday? Yeah. I wish I hadn't ate that $1,000 Sunday. Well, eat you it, know? but just don't pay for right. it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you're, if, you're, if you're able to get hooked up and be inside that environment. Like, I've gone on some, some really cool trips being in the wine business where, you know, I go to France and Italy and Hungary and you eat at these restaurants and stuff like that. You know, uh, would I personally do that on my own probably not because i haven't been back in a while mm-hmm. you know i'd rather go out to new york you know what i mean yeah i'd rather you all, but you also got to go to those places you know having having a dinner in italy is worth more to me than going to an italian restaurant and paying a thousand dollars for yeah. an italian dish well that, you know you know what's better than than uh going to a, or eating dinner in, in italy at a restaurant is eating dinner with a family yeah yeah yeah, in Italy. Yeah, like that's what that's how I that's, experienced. That's Italy. worth. I went with my buddy Massimo, and uh, he's Sicilian, but he grew up in Rome, and he took me to his family's home in Rome. I didn't stay in a hotel. I stayed. Wow. Wow. I stayed in the neighborhood with the neighborhood uh, family, and none of them, none of them could speak English. Wow. So, I was I was rooming with a friend of his, older guy, a really cool guy. And uh, he had this house, very small. You're talking about you know New York, yeah, if not yeah, smaller. It's yeah. that type of you know ty- that type of condo. Yeah. Very small, and um, uh, uh, it's no English. So we were trying to communicate with each other. But these guys would get up early, before the sun would rise, and go down to the local cafe. They would get the croissant, the cappuccino. We'd sit there, read the paper, talk, conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Engage. The women would stay back. And would preparing lunch, right? And dinner all day. They go to the market, get the fresh ingredients that day, and then uh, then come back. And uh, we wow. would come back for lunch, then we go out, and then uh, come back later that evening and have dinner. And that was the the, the authentic, true Roman experience with like real Romans. It's, yeah, it was, was worth more than a oh. two hundred dollar grilled cheese sandwich. No, there's no no price on that, but it, go, yeah. it goes back to exactly what you said. You know what I mean? What happened? The good conversation. It still exists. You gotta, you know, you, you gotta find it. People are selling. <laughs> what they're selling is they wonder why we're so <clears throat> materialistic. Yeah, it's that big cycle. You know, GQ is doing this. They're putting it out there. People are watching it. You get those people that that's what they aspire to be. I can't wait till I can get to the point where I can have a thousand dollars someday, and they forget what. What is really all what, what life is supposed to be about? But we all feed into it. We talked about this many times back in on other podcasts where you know you have you know people showing you these flashes of money and cars and this you know they're, they're you know convert, the story you just told a lot less people are interested in that than they are in a thousand dollar Sunday. You know yeah. what sells that story you just told made me want to be there with you. Listening to two chains eat a thousand dollar Sunday, I could care less. Yeah, I mean, and and and. You know, granted, like everybody's just caught up and everything's going so fast. Everything is moving lightning fast, or at least we allow it to, to slow down and actually engage in intimate, yeah. uh, intimate uh, uh, events. And you know what problem like is, that. too? There's a lot of stupid motherfuckers nobody wants to talk to either. Yeah. You know, people just, yeah, they don't. Uh, people don't like to, you know, just say, I'm just going to keep to myself. I don't yeah. want to talk to anybody. Which is part of the problem. Too. Well, that's why you got to be careful. A buddy, buddy of mine used to say, "You got to be, you, you got to, you got to be careful and, and know where you're picking your fruit." You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can't be, you just can't be out there surrounding yourself with a bunch of garbage. Yeah, but because you're going to get garbage results. Right. That too, though. Look, Twitter, or Facebook. You mm-hmm. want followers, followers, followers. Yeah, yeah, you don't no. care what kind of fruit you're picking. 
just yeah. want to have the most fruit. Yeah, I, I like have- to. I like to engage. Yeah, you're right. That's. I'm glad you brought that up because I like to. When I'm doing that, or when I follow something, or when I allow something in my feed on Facebook, usually I kind of filter out all the bad stuff, yeah. and then I, I uh, you know, the, the stuff that I like to see, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in and and uh, focus on that because there's a lot of good aspects, yeah, in social media. But if you get caught up on just getting, you know, five thousand. Uh, friends on Facebook, or you're getting, you know, you want to get to 10,000, 20,000, 40,000 followers on Twitter or Instagram, then you're just, yeah. you know, you know, I don't even know where you're going with it. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's madness. I like to look at certain things, uh, you know, on all of them. And, uh, you know, whatever interests me, uh, but it's the same thing with people, the, the people that I want to engage with in those conversations. Uh, it's not going to be everyone. Like yeah. I'm not, gonna, you know, I, I, one of the things I've noticed, especially this past year, it's like I'm not being around a lot of young people, man. <laughs> it's just it's it's weird that uh, you know, and, and I guess sometimes I look at it and I'm like, did I sound like that when I was 23, probably. 24, and 25? Yeah, you know, probably, probably we forget. Yeah, we forget. Yeah, you know, well, if you're smart when you're 23, you're smart now. So if the things you're saying now, I was, I was, yeah, I was pretty much the same though. All right, so you probably were the same. There were some things that were different, um, as far as my my emotions were different. Like yeah. I, I didn't have really good yeah, grasp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was a little bit more hot tempered, a little bit yeah. more, uh, to some greater or lesser degree, more greater. Um, and I would let my emotions sometimes uh, dictate my course. Of action. That's normal. Uh, but we now were, I've now yeah. I've calmed down yeah. a, a little bit, where I can think a, a little bit more clear. But uh, yeah, I like I like talking to adults. You know, I've always had older friends. Like I, a lot of the friends that I do meet up with and have like I get invited to lunches by twenty something year olds, and I, it's rare. No, I don't go. Matt, actually, Listen, if I if I had to go out with a 20, 20 year old, I think I need to be eating a thousand dollars Sunday. Yeah, there's yeah. not much to talk about. That's what would interest a twenty yeah. something year old. Yeah. Same thing well, with the you, Lamborghinis. Right. Same what thing you with about? the yeah. What are you going to talk? Unless you have somebody probably like you were maybe back then, yeah, who was able to think a little bit beyond their years. But even still, when I was twenty something, I was hanging out with thirty something year olds. When you know, at this yeah. age, most of the people that I will hang out with, you know, I meet up for a coffee or lunch or something like that. They're in their fifties or sixties. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just like that wisdom. You know what I mean? I like connecting yeah. with, 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 with that. You know, my buddy. Uh, my bu- my good buddy out in California that I go out to L.A. He's you know he's much older than I am and he shows me the ropes when I'm out there. You know what I mean? What to do, uh, where to go, how to you know yeah, you uh, need to get that, involved that, yeah. with what's going on in the community and be active. Yeah, you don't have that much anymore because you have twenty year olds like you said with you know ten thousand followers on Twitter thinking they know everything. Yeah, and I don't want to be out you know drinking to the you know at the clubs and stuff like yeah. <laughs> There's a time and place for that, and I yeah. enjoy it. Every now and yeah. again, I might go to a club or something like that. But at the end of the day, I want to learn from something or someone, right? Yeah. Right? I yeah. want to engage. Oh, kids in- think they know everything. Yeah. Well, they have access to so much information now, though. They are a lot. a lot more educated than we were at that age, or they have access to a lot more. So, you know, just it goes along with thinking they know more. And they, I mean, they, know, they do know more. They don't know how to apply it yet. They don't yeah. know how to apply what they know. Well, the power, the power that's there too, as far as connecting. I think some of them have figured it out. I mean, if you look what's going oh, yeah, on, yeah. if you look what's going on right now uh, with all the protests mm-hmm. uh, surrounding the, yeah. um, uh, the 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 police violence that has escalated. Well, not really escalated. It's always been here. That's what I keep telling. That's what I, if I get into a conversation with anyone, this isn't new. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Police brutality, corruption, yeah. uh, 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 violence in the inner city. It ain't new. No. You know what I mean? It's, this isn't a brand new thing. So we, meaning anyone that lives in the community, doesn't have to be narrowed down to black people. You know, we got yeah. Latinas, we got uh, Puerto Ricans, we got uh, uh, we got our Middle Eastern brothers and sisters out there. We got all sorts of, uh, you know, just regular Irish people, yeah. Italians. You know yeah. what I mean? Everybody's struggling and, and is in a neighborhood that might not be the best. Yeah. And within those neighborhoods, maybe that police. Uh, um, uh, uh, maybe that police outfit or unit isn't funded. Maybe they're not getting right. paid what they should for training and psychiatric right. evaluations. Right. Maybe they're, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe maybe they're not getting overtime to pay their bills, and they got all that pressure on them yep. that uh, they don't make the right choices. Yeah. Maybe they're being, maybe they're making decisions based on their emotions. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So there's there's two sides to yeah. to every story. There's, now I'm not saying it excuses. The behavior. No, I think absolutely. people should be should be held accountable. Whether you're a celebrity, whether you're a, 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 a politician or a police officer, parent, you know, whatever the case is, whatever title you hold. But uh, this stuff isn't isn't brand new. With social media, though, one of the things I see is that that people are being smart and they are using it to connect yeah. and use use it for the greater good uh, and to get. Uh, you know, important messages yeah. out there. You know what happens is those, the people who live outside those areas, the suburbs. Yeah. Um, now with social media, they, they they're seeing what's going on. The people that have lived in the in those areas, it's been going on. Yeah. You learn how to get along with the police. Yeah. You may not respect them, but you you know they well, you have do their respect place. Respect them, they, I think. I think even if you don't. Yeah. There's that unwritten rule. Mm-hmm. You know, usually back in the day, if you did something wrong, you knew yeah. the police were coming yeah. and you were going to get your ass yeah. whooped. Ice-T said it best. I was, I was listening to his show, um, Final Level Podcast, and he said it best. When he was out doing dirt, and this is true, this is the way any kid, and when dirt doesn't always mean robbing a bank yeah. or hurting a person or murder, you could just be like, you know, having a dirt bomb fight or, or busting bottles or whatever. Yeah. But when you're out there doing something and you know and you yeah. know it's wrong. Yeah. I don't care if you got one parent or both parents. Yeah. You do know. Yeah. Right? But he said, he said straight up, he said, you know, when he's out there doing dirt, he didn't look at the police as an enemy. He looked at the police as an opponent. Uh-huh. And when he got got, when he got caught, or any anyone, you know, in the hood got caught, then, you know, you looked at yourself and be like, you know, yeah. uh, that was that's part of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, well, that's, I think that's how what, it is. Well, I think what happens is you have these people that are getting to see what's going on. And then the people on the outside are saying, well, that's not right. Yeah. We should do something about it. And look at these people having to live under these conditions, but they upset that balance a little bit because they come in. And there's a lot of people protesting, millions all over the country. And how, what percentage of them really know what they're protesting about? What percentage of them have really gone through what these other people that are actually living in these neighborhoods are going through? You know, they're adding some fuel to the fire. You know, you're, that's like saying, listen, I have a fight and I'm going to my, make my stand here. And you're trying to jump on board with me and saying, yeah, me too. But I may not want you to because you have no, no right. Yeah. You know, people want to have these numbers. You know, we got all these people. It's a problem. It's a problem. But you really only, only hear from the people that are, going, that are going through it. You know, there isn't always that strength in numbers. If you have you and, and, and 100 idiots behind you. don't you. want a bunch of hooligans burning stuff right, down. Right. You don't want a bunch of people it, you know, it, tipping it over cars. It doesn't validate what you're doing. It doesn't you validate it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You have all these people flocking you know, to New York, Chicago, 
you know, you know, and I watched on the news these guys trying to rip down a fence so they could shut down yeah. um, Riverside Drive or Westside Highway, New York, wherever it was. That's not the images you want to see. Mm-hmm. And and right now there's nobody I know. Uh, I think it was Russell Simmons and the other had the Million Man March again in New York. Yeah, and they had people coming out, and, but you don't have the people, um, you know, that are, that are taking the lead. You don't want Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton is actually being turned away now. I read an article on that too. Yes, some family, a family turned him away, saying we don't want that. You know that <coughs> that hate mongering that you're trying to you know make a name. You where where are those people that are leading the, well, the there's, charge? There's 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 definitely money that's involved when you're selling advertising space and tell yeah. on television and you have uh it, it could be anyone if you're dividing white against black you know what i mean black against brown yeah. you know it, whatever division for some reason it's 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 what they call good tv yeah. right so it's yeah. constantly running constantly running people are watching within it being on the quote unquote news yeah. there's advertisers you know what i mean yeah. so you have to look at the big picture too yes i think i believe you're right you you, you just because you have you know 100,000 people and if you have you know 80,000 of them you know or 50,000 or 30,000 or even just one bad person in that group yeah. you know it can it can it it can project the the wrong image uh, and, and that's up to the organizers, I think. And I and I said this, uh, I said this in the um, uh, uh, the last podcast that I did that uh, that Rick has to do some business, and that's part of doing the podcast on the road. Uh, he's uh, handling some business, but like I like I was saying on the last podcast that I talked about was the fact that you have um, uh, leaders out there, and no, they may not come in the form. Is Malcolm or Martin, meaning Malcolm X, or Martin Luther King Jr., or you know Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson? Those that, that those were the leaders, and I'm not saying of the past, but that was a different era. With the era of of technology, the era of social media, those same leaders might come in the form of a Terry Excellent that we did the interview with mm-hmm. those same those same uh, leaders might come uh, uh, with uh, you know maybe a, a celebrity or maybe a social media celebrity that has the power to get his audience yep. engaged so you know the days of you know having um, uh, you know an Al Sharpton or a Jesse Jackson I'm not going to say that they're over, and I'm not saying that they can't do some good, but you have a younger yeah, audience out yep. there, a younger yep. group of generation out there that sees the world a lot different. And they're yep. thinking more they're thinking more on common sense as and they're thinking more of an right. intel, on on a intelligent aspect of it, not so much as black or white or we were slaves or we came from slavery and we came from the you know the civil rights movement it's different like with my son is 13 they see the world differently and they want justice they want equality they want to be treated with respect just like any other yeah. human being but they see it through a different lens you yeah. know what i mean yeah i think in my opinion someone like al sharpton and growing up in new york he was always around you know he was always at it took every he was an opportunist, and he's still trying to take things that are going on now to help him fight battles that he's been trying to fight for the last fifty years that may have nothing to do with what's going on right now. Yeah, they, so you need those people who are current, like you said, that can relate to the people that this is happening to. Yeah, because you have you you have 
people of all walks of life yeah. that are right. that are that are that are that are disgusted w- what happened to these young men and women, and it, you know it's it's they're, they're they're crimes against humanity. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the easy thing to do is to get caught up. Now, yes, you, w- w- black people have been targets, but. So have Jewish people. Yeah. So have yeah. people from the Middle East. So yeah. have uh, Latino people. So have you know women. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things. And, and, and granted, you know, Native Americans. I mean, I can go on and on about you know my history. But um, I think just for us to overcome, you know, for us to overcome and for us to 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 come together, we need to recognize that this is a this is an American problem. This is a human problem. Uh, and and address that. Uh, yes, I think we should um, definitely address what's going on against young black men yeah. in America, uh, because that and that, again that falls into that category. What I was talking about on the last episode, where it's a lot of it has to do with the human psyche and the people that have the guns and the power. Th- for whatever reason, they fear the black man. And when you have fear and when you don't have when you don't have the right training, when you don't have psychiatric evaluations, when you're just hiring bodies to have put badges on and and, and have guns yeah. and they're fearful, right? When they're fearful, they're gonna react in an unstable way. Oh, there's no doubt, sir. Right? There are a lot of people should not be cops. <laughs> Yeah. Should not have authority. Yeah, for some reason, and I, we, you know, we, that's probably a whole other conversation. But you know, when you see black, when you see a person of color, you're going to act more aggressive than you would if you saw someone who was not. That's just that's a fact. I mean, that's just that, that's where, and I agree with you. That's where also you got to take into account the the places that you're talking about. Yeah, but the places you're talking about, Rick. Let's say if you go into the Bronx. Let's say if you go into to to, to Harlem. Let's say yeah. if you go into you know the 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 urban rough area. Just Flint, Michigan alone, right? You, there should be some training that goes. Oh, in. Oh, I agree because right? you know what? But in, in let's say like in the Bronx, I grew up in a diverse neighborhood where the the police in our neighborhood, whether you were white, black, Puerto Rican, didn't matter. They were just out there trying to make sure they kept shit in check. So it didn't matter what you looked like because you we we all got treated the same. And I'm going to say because I, I I've been there when you know cops rolled up with you know a paddy wagon and two cop cars and cleared the corner when there were maybe you know two Spanish guys and all the rest of the guys were Irish. In, in that, you have to police that area a lot differently than you're going to police an area where, you know, the police force is not as diverse and the the area that you're policing is all black, all Spanish, all Irish. You can't expect everybody to treat, to take every situation and, and, and treat it the same. It's impossible. It'd be, it'd be great if you can say, listen, uh, I'm going to treat everyone the same way. You know, if there's a problem, there's a problem. Yeah. You know, and but when you're in those neighborhoods, it, some of some of these neighborhoods are like the Wild West. Yeah, yeah, they're tough, and the cops have to. Well, yeah, it's 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 tough, and you are on edge. But it, I, I I talked about this again. I hate to keep referencing uh, the last episode, but I was talking to Miriam Tazi about this, and I was like, you know, a lot of times when you're in a when you're in a chaotic situation, when you're in 
uh, when you when you take like an air uh, an airline pilot, and when he's in distress, you always hear them calm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you always hear them calm. Now I'm sure I'm sure there's I don't listen to all every flight recorder. I'm sure there's somewhere it's chaos, but usually those cats, like the dude in New York that flew it, and, and you know what I mean. Those dudes are are, are calm. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's there's evaluations when you hear astronauts. You know what I mean, and and stuff's going down. You know those guys are just yeah. radioing in. They're talking like yeah. this. You know what I mean. So there's there's a a a, uh, a personality trait that that's those individuals are, are recruited. They're put through tests, oh, they're and then they're put out oh, out yeah. in the yeah. field. I think yeah. the same thing should apply yeah. with uh, with with police officers. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have any numbers or don't know the facts. But we've always heard about how you know you know states and you know cities within those states are cut funding and it's education and and police where they try to save their money yeah because yeah. you know you try to you try to say that if crime isn't an issue yep. you need less police yeah yeah but, you know you don't spend the money on training yeah and the same thing with teachers so you have that cycle so the kids are not getting taught yeah they're growing up to have to be policed by these police officers who are also not trained and you know it's 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 they're all headed down the same path yeah and when it crosses it's never good no and, and it is usually in these cities and the, these inner cities with with no money. It's, it all it all comes down to that. We've all talked about we've all heard it, talked about it, read it. It comes down to money. It's it's happening in the in the poor areas. And that's just it. No one no one gives a shit until it affects yeah, them. Yeah. So when you go to a place like Detroit, when you see Chicago, when you hear about what's going on in Chicago, you hear about what's going on in South Central. You hear about all these things, all these different places that is going on. It makes the news, but it's not an issue until, yeah. until you know uh, it affects someone else's child. And usually, it's, you know, it, it, it gets outside of a certain community. Yep. So once it penetrates that, but it shouldn't have to get to that. Yeah. This is why I applaud the people that are protesting is because they're taking it and they're taking it to the next level. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not doing it in Ferguson. Right. Okay. They're doing it in New York. Right. They're doing it in Los right. Angeles. They're doing it uh, uh, in Washington, D.C. They're doing it all over. Yeah. And I talked about this also. I said, you know, why, why protest when and when and where they tell you to like Ferguson, they got everybody together and said, we're going to release this, the, 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 uh, if there's an indictment, the, the verdict yeah. at night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They told them everything. They said, yeah. look, look, we're going to declare it a state of emergency. We're going to bring National Guard. Yeah. Then we're going to release it at yeah. night. They got yeah. everybody in for, why would you even, why do you fall, why do you fall victim to their plan? Yeah. Take it, you know what? Let's take us 5,000 people and go to the burbs. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the, their businesses. You know what I mean? Yeah. And let's protest there because those are the people that own the companies, that make the decision, that right. they work for the bank, they right. work at the stock market. Let's protest there. Yeah, instead of. Why do know, it in your, in your hood? Burn down stores yeah, in your why community. Do that? Yeah. Don't, but don't, own- don't burn anything down. But I'm just saying, if, if, if 10,000 black people showed up in Great Falls, you know, Virginia, yeah. let's say if 10,000, Potomac, Maryland, yeah. let's say if they, you, Beverly Hills, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. you, you gotta, people are going to yeah. pay attention. You have to understand. Yeah. And I, you know, I've said this. These are the same people that are driving the buses, driving the cabs, making the food, making yep. the, you know what I mean, uh, working in the restaurants. These are people that care, that make up these communities. Yeah. And all those lives matter. Yeah. All of them, from all walks of yeah. life. Yes, yes, I, the, 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 this has been something that has been a part of the black community since well before I was born. I mean, since we, we got here, 
It has been, and, and it's something that we've always dealt with. I yeah. mean, I just, you know, if you grew up in the hood, you dealt with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was I always mean, there. I mean, there's, like I said, there's unwritten, you know, it's when other people look, come into your neighborhood that aren't used to seeing how, you know, th- there's a balance. Things are not as balanced now as they once were because, like you said, um, at least in, in, in my experience where I was growing up, there was definitely a balance. Like you were saying, when you do dumb shit, you knew that it didn't matter what color you were. Because the guy standing next to you is is Irish, and the guy on your left is black, and the guy behind you. And whichever one of you did dumb shit, you were getting whatever the police, because they treated us all the same. They were ass whoopers handed out left and right. But at the same time, um, yeah. the cops gave you, they let you... Uh, as a cop, it's not your jo- job to come in there, in my opinion, and try to teach other people how to live. Yeah. You got to let people live their lives. Yeah. You got to be able to, you know, get, there's a lot of give and take. Yeah. And, and right now, when the cops come in there and they think, like, it's their job to clean up a neighborhood, first of all, you need to know what that looks like to the people living in that neighborhood. You can't clean it up the way you want to. You don't know what I need. You know, maybe we don't, we need uh, more cops on, you know, corner A. But you think that the cops need to be on corner B. You know, the people, they're not listening to what or, the people in these communities want. Or, and that's the, those are the hotlines blowing up you hear in the background, people. I mean, we're talking about a touchy subject, and the lines are blowing up in the background. So that's what you're hearing. Uh, but the, uh, or it can go back to what you just talked about, what we talked about when we are talking about food earlier in the conversation. Wow, what does food have to do with it? Well, maybe it does require cops engaging and having those intimate conversations with the kids that live in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that they don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like you said earlier in the show is uh, uh, how we get away from engaging and talking to people, yeah. sitting down and having yeah. those conversations and get togethers. It's the same thing with with uh, um, uh, local law enforcement. Uh, you know, if, if it's a us against them mentality or – this is the enemy. This is what the enemy looks like. The enemy looks black, blacker than you. The enemy um, uh, uh, speaks with an accent. Okay. Now, when you when you have that mentality, then you're going to put that wall up, and you're mm-hmm. not going to have those conversations. You're not going to go by, you know what I mean, and say hello or good morning to someone. You're yeah, just going to drive by in your car and stare, and you know everybody's a suspect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And maybe, talk, right. And, and that's day, in your eyes, that's like you said. You, and, it, and at this day and age, you know, I could see how. It, it could be. Think about it. I mean, everyone, it, machine guns, guns are, are out of control. You know, it's there. You're not getting rid yeah, of guns. Yeah, They're there. Yeah. Bombs, pipe bombs. You yeah. got, uh, you know, you got all sorts of stuff. I don't going. know how you fix it. I mean, you take a, they're, they're, uh, you take a racist person and make him a racist cop and, and, and ask him to patrol and, without any way of knowing. Like, so there's no training. You can't train no. someone not to be a racist. Whatever the screening process is, you know, we, you know, the police forces are so depleted like you said they're taking anybody and it might not even be racist it could just be someone who's a jerk you yeah. know what i mean you you could take and make them make them twice or three times or ten times the jerk right. you know what i mean because now they have a gun yeah now they get now power you get, yes yeah yeah that's all it takes yeah. i mean because in the 80s in the 80s with the with the with uh uh yeah, when the, the 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 cubans they hired a bunch of cuban i don't have all the facts you'd have to google it people but um i know there's been there there are stories uh, that i've read where the entire Miami police force was corrupt, and they, they were all colors. They were selling cocaine. They were selling kilos. It was just full of corruption. So, I mean, corruption doesn't – it's not 
always black and right. white. Right. There's a bigger picture. Now, yeah, the media will make it out to be black and white. Like there's there's white kids being shot right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There there are women being killed right now, yeah. being raped. There's tons of stuff that's going on. Uh, but you know the the criminal isn't always you know black. Right. You know, right. the terrorist isn't always, right. you know, from – I mean, some of the, our biggest terrorists here in the U.S., Timothy McVeigh, yeah. you know what I mean, the Unabomb. You, you have all these different terrorists that didn't fit the image yep. that's being portrayed by the media. So you have yep. to, you know, you have to kind of, you know, be smart and, and look at the big picture of what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully something you good do. will come out of it. I and, mean, it and, definitely brought a lot of exposure and put it to the to – the, the forefront, everybody, everybody's talking about it. You see it, but you know it's where it goes from here. And and the criminal isn't always you know wearing a black hoodie. You know what I mean? Some of these criminals wear suits. Some like, of the greatest yeah. greatest like, crimes have been committed exactly. in the last twenty years have been have worn pen, uh, worn exactly. pinstripe suits. Exactly. So you know, and some of the guys like take take what's going on right now in, in entertainment. The hacker, right? Oh, so yeah. they're hacking. Yeah, they're hacking stuff and they're exposing. Just like the crimes that's going on in the hood, this stuff ain't nothing new. People right. people talking shit about artists yeah. and, and, and what's going on. This ain't nothing new. Bill Cosby's situation, what he's going oh, yeah. on, it ain't nothing new. People using women just yeah. like their objects. And I will say this because everybody knows Bill Cosby and knows him as Dr. Huxable. Well, th- there's a lot of women. I mean, every, every week it's another. I mean, this guy had to be a serial. Uh, I don't know what, what, he, what you call what he did, but he would, you know, yeah, power hungry. You know, you. There are so many people just with their mouths open saying Bill Cosby. The thing is, the thing is with with that is, I think it's it, it was uh, naive for uh, uh, for us as the public to us to you let allow ourselves to believe that he was a character, yeah, a fictional character, yeah. that he played. And yeah. I, you know, uh, I don't put it past anybody to do anything. A human. The, the the volume of women though, yeah. if it was anybody. Yeah. I mean, you could put uh, – his name could be, you know, Pete Smith. Mm-hmm. You put him on the front page saying, this guy, 20 women over the years I don't think – whatever. Well, again, you'd have to define to me what sexual abuse is now as opposed to the yeah. time it started. Yep. And also some of the, the – and then believe me, I'm not for, – for anyone that's listening, I'm not um, uh, supporting uh, this type of behavior in any way, yeah. uh, whether it's an allegation – or not, uh, but in this case, I'm only going on what I read, uh, uh, you know, online and what's being reported on the news. But even that's suspect. But I mean, when you say a 15 year old was at the Playboy Mansion, whoa, 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 whoa. why is there a 15 year old at the Playboy Mansion? But then that's not new, right? Okay, it's just out now. Okay, people just. I mean, Charlie get- Chaplin. There's a list of celebrities yeah. out there that dated teenagers that yeah. had relationships with teenagers. This is going on in Hollywood. For since beginning, since the beginning, yeah, it's not. I'm not saying this is right. I'm not supporting this, but this isn't new news. And again, what was acceptable in the 50s or 60s and 70s, even the 80s, you know, has changed drastically to what's not acceptable now, and where we've, you know, coined a term for it. You know what I mean? Now, yeah, sexual abuse has always been around. Uh, You know, it's just it's it's old as pimping. You know what I mean? Uh, this isn't this isn't new stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Powerful men taking advantage of women, whether they're using drugs or alcohol or their money or, or you know gold flakes in a Sunday. Yeah, 
whatever it is, feeding them. You know, there's yeah. there's tons of ways to lure someone into your web, and uh, this is this has been done. Again, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's existed. This isn't new news. It's the fact that we actually believed. We actually decided somewhere, and we meaning the general public decided that this guy is Keith or Heathcliff. I keep saying Keith. Heathcliff Huxtable. Yeah. And that being said, you know, uh, uh, yeah, that's going to break and, apart because yeah. he's not he's not pure and and, and he's and not whole. the only one. No, I mean, like you said, it's been going on. He got caught, or or um, it was brought out that he did these allegedly. things allegedly. allegedly, and then because of all the things we talk about with social media, it's it's out there, it's gone, it's burning. It's you a hot topic. You can't put the fire out. It's a hot topic. There's no way. I mean, it's so hard to to be able to give someone a fair shake. Yeah. When things like this, the come public out. opinion yeah. is, is, but you know, the sheer volume. I mean, one yeah. or two, he might have been able to shake that, and, but you know, it just keeps going and growing and growing yeah. and growing, and it keeps feeding itself. What, 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 what's damaging, I think, is when it, yeah, when something comes from the source or when it's proven. Take the uh, the, the Sony hacking, yep. where it's coming from the producers, yeah, the executives. Well, what, what about this? I mean, I I, I know I know about it. I, re- I read about it, and, and I've been following it a little bit. So supposedly it all started because of the movie they tried to put out, right? Yeah. I mean, and I, I thought about this. Is it worth I, – I don't think I'll see that movie. It doesn't look funny to me. I don't, yeah. I just, just to me. The two guys on their own, with Seth, Seth and uh, James Franco, yeah. yeah, they did Pineapple Express. They got a good it's relationship. Good They're funny. But it's this one, just based on the, commer- on the, the trailers, yeah. it, it doesn't seem that funny. So was it, it – to me, it doesn't seem like it was worth all the trouble. I mean, I wouldn't – there's a bit of arrogance and we're going to produce this movie um, based on a living character right now, based on this guy, and think that that someone wasn't going to have a problem with it. Well, I mean, it's no different than, than I mean, they did stuff like that when Hitler was alive. They did stu- they did they did films like that when, when right, tons of of, they, of uh, uh, what do you call it dictators yeah. have been alive. But I mean, this is what you get. What I'm saying. So you did it, but don't expect it to just. No, to go unnoticed yeah. or for someone not to retaliate. Yeah, I'm not worried about that so much. I'm like, you know, fuck them. I don't give a shit. You know, if it's if it's someone that uh, you know you're poking fun at, it's comedy, it's entertainment. You have to, you have to, you. Well, I mean, then you have to be careful on the other side of that because if you make fun of Prophet Muhammad in a cartoon, in a cartoon, yeah, yeah, and you get killed over that shit, well, there's some serious right, consequences. Right. So yeah, you're See, right. And, right. The, and the movie is about trying to assassinate. To, I know it's it's a comedy, yeah. but it's about trying to assassinate. Yeah, yeah. It'd be different if and you're they're just, taking that shit serious, right? Yeah, it'd be I, different. I see your point. I see your it'd point. be different if you were just going. The movie is based on an interview. But then you have to also look at the other side of that coin too. When someone threatens you back for making a film like that, oh, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. have demands. Yeah, now now that's, now it's now you're in that cycle. Yeah, now what do you do? Yeah, you're in the you're in the big leagues. Now you're finding out. Then when you go when you attack a, a, a company, you know, I, I'm sure that's a form of terrorism. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, 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 yeah, there's, there's a lot to that. And then, yeah, there's, there's a lot of different conversations you can have around this subject now that you, you bring that up. To me, that's it just a good didn't, point. Didn't, didn't seem worth like the whole premise in the movie might have seemed funny. I didn't I, think they, 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 they thought, they thought yeah, well, I didn't think they expected yeah. it. I, I don't think, I think the assassination part is what did it. I don't think having having the character in a movie is is that big of a deal. I can't speak for them, but but when you're talking about even though it's a well, comedy, trying to assassinate they did that with uh, when they remade. I never I've never seen it just because I respect Patrick Swayze. But when they did the Re- Red Dawn uh, remake, oh, yeah, yeah. they replaced 
the uh, when they made it, they must have made it a couple of few years ago or something. It was, and uh, they had a different enemy. It wasn't so they, Cuba and Russia anymore. I don't uh, remember. Yeah. Well, yeah, this was, one wasn't the original. The original, right? Yeah. Or was it yeah. Cuba? No, it was China and Cuba. Yeah, or, they changed it to Korean, I think. Oh, yeah. And the original, I know, I know, it was Cuba. The original was yeah, Ru- it was communism, it was communism or, or was, Cuba yeah, and Russia. Yeah. And then uh, the new one, it was on the shelf for so long. It, it must have made it three or four years ago or something crazy. Uh, and uh, they changed the. Uh, they did re reshots for the film or something, so it looked like because they didn't want to piss off China, who was investing wow. monies into the you know company mm-hmm. and into U- the main company USA. Yeah. So we didn't want to piss them off. Well, so they- what would you think? So look at that the other way. What would you think if if they put out a movie or Russia put out a movie, same premise, but the goal was to assassinate. President Obama. Yeah. They'd be hell. You know, what would you think? I mean, think about it. They'd be hell. Even if it was a comedy and they said we meant nothing by it, just a just a comedy. That would go a different different that that would go a different route, I think. That would go many ways. People would be like, It's racist, it's because he's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would go so many places. But, I'm not saying it's right or right. wrong, but it would be it would be the exact same as we right. see In here. Yeah, and it would yeah. be like your 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 country um, has a movie showing that the premise is someone's trying to kill our, our I think president. they had a video game out like that that Did came they? out. Someone made a video game. I don't know if it was President Obama or President Bush. And there might have been one with really? Kennedy, too. Yeah, there's some some video that came out where it was killing presidents. Wow. Or, or a president. Yeah. But it was something. And it was very controversial. But that's, again, the, the age we live in, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. it's. I just think everything's off the table. Yeah, on Sony's part, I agree with you. People don't. They, they, there are no consequences. There's a lot of arrogance involved. You know what, what, what could possibly happen? And then, and then they're you know they're they're getting mad. I just saw this morning that you know Sony is sending out um, sent out cease and desist letters to three different media outlets saying you cannot publish these these emails that you're getting. They're not yours to do it. But. W- at some point, it's out of their control now. I mean, they said it. Look, look. Uh, you know, they, they, they. I think they've the, these letters or these emails between the hackers uh, have uh, called out Angelina Jolie. Yeah, who, who does it really affect? They called uh, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, despicable. Kevin Hart. Uh, they called him a whore. You know what I mean? You know, but in the end, for people like you and I, yeah. I mean, th- those emails affect such a small percentage. Well, see, it, w- w- what you have to realize too is. It's good in the way you know what you who you're dealing with. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, when you're dealing with the corporate, they don't got no love for you. No. Do you think these banks got love for you? No. Do you think your landlord has love for you? Do you think that uh, uh, people you do business? Ow. No. As long as you're making them money, yeah. they will, you know, quote unquote, love you. But not the type of love you get yeah. from your son. I mean, not the type of yeah. love you'll get from your wife. They, this is where people get. Get uh, get it twisted. Uh, you take Kevin Hart. You know what I mean. He's making a lot of money. Sometimes, and I'm not saying he does this, but when you get to, the, to a certain level of success, I don't care if you're working at McDonald's and you're, you're you've made the store manager, crew lead, or whatever, or you're you're on the level of a Kevin Hart and you're getting Lamborghinis, TV shows, and movies. You you need to figure a way to be humble and stay grounded. And this is an eye opener for everyone to say that this is what these executives think of you. And maybe not all, yeah. but I mean, there are people that that that, that again, like you said earlier, people just don't think they just talk they just do and it's not it's not surprising sometimes it, it takes you back but when it takes you when you, 
usually when you're taken back, you put your feet back on the ground. Well, well it change, it, it'll change the way that, that definitely the executives at Sony communicate because if you knew that someone at any time could send your emails out, yeah. your private messages, and other people could read them, you would act a lot differently. And I think people need to act like that anyway. You know, yeah. that you should be accountable. And if you said it, you know, the answer is you shouldn't be printing what I said. Well, I, you know, I, I take the other route. You know, people have called me out on things. You know, I did. I said it. I try to think before I talk. So yeah. I stand behind what I say, and I said it. And you can't always just, just blurt out what's on your right. mind. You, you can't. can't just tweet. You can't. Tweet out. You know what I mean? I don't care if you have one follower yeah. or you have, you know, one million followers. Yeah. You, you got to check that shit. Every thought doesn't need to be shared with yeah. the public. Yeah. Every thought you know, doesn't need to be shared. I, I, was, I watched the movie. The in, I don't know if it was called The Interns yeah. with what's his name I like that movie with uh, Vince Vaughn I like that movie the, they came up with an app that made that asked you several questions before yeah. you sent the text <laughs> yeah. do you really want to send this text yeah, yeah. to make sure Are you weren't sure? drunk so yeah. it's, it stopped you and yeah. people should have that because yeah. we, we all don't have that I do that sometimes and, I'll and, have something I want to say and I'll think about it and I'll think about it then yeah. I won't it's and you don't you don't need to share Look, everything I've typed out many an email text that just sat there and I left it and then I'll come back to it later, and then I won't send it. But then you're also talking to the guy that records his thoughts and puts it on iTunes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, be yeah. careful if you yeah. listen to me. Yeah, yeah, no, but you should. Man. Not everybody has that. You know, you gotta. I have no. I don't feel sorry for any of them. Yeah, you know, no. I think it's a bigger picture that somebody can get in there and and, and do what they're doing. We've known that too, though. But you said that hacking is not new. It, we're, we're just fortunate that no one's really trying to shut shit down. And it's not so much the hacker; it's the it's the it's the, the people on the other side, the people that are saying the thing. So you know, now all of a sudden they're embarrassed and they're yeah, apologetic. So I mean, yeah. Apologetic. They're not going to change. No. You know what I mean? No. If they think if they think you're a whore, you know what I mean? Uh, just because they, I think they uh, approached Kevin Hart about uh, uh, promoting a movie. Right? They wanted him to promote a movie on his. Twitter feed, mm-hmm. and I believe he he has some obscene number, Rick Marrero. He has some obscene number on his uh, sure. on his Twitter sure. feed, and uh, he. Um, I wonder what his Twitter is. Let me find out. Uh, well, while you're looking that up, I was listening to to the radio this morning, and they were talking about comedians and how. The guys who promote the shows, yeah. who book the shows, rely yeah. more on the comedians themselves yeah. to promote it because yeah. they. So they're lazy. They're filling. Up, they're filling. Stu- they're filling out. They're, they're halls. doing all the work. They're filling out. They're filling up uh, theaters yep. with just by tweeting it. They're out. They're doing all the work. Yeah, it's amazing. So Kevin Hart has uh, uh, four point uh, <laughs> fourteen. I'm sorry, fourteen point six million wow. followers on Twitter, and, and and I've been following him for a wow. long time when he had. Wow. When he first got in it, and I always admired his uh, ability to use social media. He does videos. He goes yeah. to Best he, Buy. He's and- a lot like. Uh, I mean, I think he's funny at times. I'm. I don't. He's not one of my favorite comedians, but he's a lot like Dane Cook to me. Yeah. Who catches that? Who understands what it is like yeah, to be able yeah. to go out and market yourself? Dane and that's- Cook, uh, Louis C.K. Yeah, those guys they were cutting edge when it came to this technology. Uh, he he does it, uh, and he stays engaged. And it's him. Like he he'll do videos where he goes to a store, Walmart mm-hmm. or Kmart or Best Buy. Best Buy is one, and he'd look for his video and see it on there. And you know he'll do a video or do something funny. But yeah. he stays engaged with his audience. He knows his audience, and his audience knows him, which is which is what people like. Yep. They don't want some they don't want some uh, uh, intern or or some assistant doing it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them do that too. But uh, the studios wanted him to. Uh, promote a movie on his uh, on his social media for free. Would you you know send it out right? 
but he knows his value, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it, they spend millions, millions of dollars. They pay themselves bonuses for doing all this work, right? Yeah. And then they want him to, yeah. you know what I mean? They want him to do it for free. And, he, you know, he, no. I think he said he'd consider it or something like that. But this is why they called him a whore. Um, uh, and, you know, it puts things in perspective. And just to break it down, because I know I've talked about pimping in uh, the, the pimping game and how it how it, it, it runs, runs rapid, not so much in the streets, but it's it's alive. Pimping's alive and well oh, in yeah. the corporate world. Pimping is alive and well in Wall Street. Pimping is alive and, and well, uh, uh, you know, at, at the bank you do business in. You know what I mean? Pimping is alive and it's living the dream. So you have to understand what pimping is and who better to explain pimping than my main man, Ice motherfucking tea. So let's listen to this. Pimp's point of view, there's only one game. And the game is the worker and the worky, the person that you either work or you work for somebody. And if you ain't if you ain't the boss, somebody's pimping you. Somebody is moving you to get their paper. And you gotta know that. And the key to being a hoe is just being a good hoe about it and go ahead and get that money till you can put yourself in that position. But yeah, if you break it down, when a pimp meets a girl. He puts her into a coat and some bathing suit and some pumps, makes her look good. When a label meets an artist, they give them a budget. They, they choose them and they say, I think you can make me money. I choose a bitch. I say, I think you can make me some money. You seem to want to. You, the average artist walks into a, a record label who is a pimp and says, please pimp me. Put me out there. I need to be out. What's the first thing an artist say when they come? Put me out there. So you say you want to go on the track. So what I do is I give you money. I'll make you look good. Now you get out there and you sell me some records. You sell me some pussy. See, there's a parallel. Now, they say you shake yourself, break yourself when you see a pimp. So when, when the bitch is on the street and she see her pimp roll up, she walk a little harder, move her ass a little harder, and she breaks herself. But when you an artist and the, and the label, label uh, management walks in and you on the stage, you dancing harder. You trying to get it off. You trying to show your pimp you a good hoe. You know what I'm saying? And you get that money. Now the pimps, the pimp does not fall in love. He makes love, right? He makes love on the, on the level of uh, the difference between the power of a gorilla over a human being. It may be a hundred to one. When a pimp falls off into a bitch's head, he puts her in a state of suspended animation. I knock a bitch, I can mack a bitch into a coma. It's just like, she, she has never felt love on this level. The thing of it is, I ain't falling in love, she's falling in love. Now when the record label turns you out and says, yo, we gonna make you a star, and here's the limo, and here's all the the advantages of being with me, you get turned out. But the artist turns around and says, yo, Warner Brothers loves me. They, they don't love you, they just love the money you can make. Now, a pimp never treats a hoe better than the money she's bringing in. So I don't give a fuck how much they love you, but if you sit in that office and Prince walks in, you got to go because Prince makes more money. And they even want you to see that they treat him a little better because they want you to work up to that level of that, that other hoe. You know what I'm saying? Now. The, the pimp is going to work you till you burn out busted or dead. And at that point, he's going to have him a new hoe because the key to the game is cop and blow. Every time you lose one, you got to catch two. So just because I fell in love with you as a hoe, don't mean I ain't knocked two younger, cuter ones that are ready to take your place. So just as soon as the label says, well, we got you and we love you, don't think there's not more hoes coming through the door. And as soon as you fall off, they're going to put another one right into your place. And then you up for the grim awakening of 
this pimp did not really love me and you sitting there crying now the only chance an artist has in this pimp whole game other record business is realizing that this pimp record label does not love you that you are a hoe work like a real good hoe get the money take the percentage and put yourself in the position where you can pimp yourself one day and then you ain't got to run it like that so yeah i mean what do you want what do you want from me rick huh that's it that's that's it that's everything in this ki- in in on this video ice was talking about the record business but it applies in Hollywood, it applies in the corporate world. It applies oh. in the wine business. It applies in your relationships. I yeah. mean, you 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 got to look at what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. The pimps don't always wear capes. You know what I mean? And and and, and big hats and furs. Those pimps are wearing suits. Yeah. And you 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 better recognize what's going on. And uh, Kevin Hart, I think he's in he's in a position where he recognized that and cut that shit off. Uh, but he's still out there, you know, he's still out there working for him. And uh, at some point, you got to be smart. I don't care if you're Kevin Hart. I don't yeah. care if you're, you're, you're Rick Marrero. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't care, you know, if, if you're sitting, uh, you know, behind or in a cubicle. You need to figure a way to get out of that box yep. and get your own box. You know what I mean? And start doing some pimping of your own. Because if not, you're going to get pimped. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter. You, you got to accept it, too. And that's just that's just law of the streets. That's law. That's word. You got to accept that's it. word. So, I mean, that's from that's from a main man iced tea, and that's just bringing it to you. So, you know, people, you know, you come to American Riddle, this is what we give you. We're giving you knowledge. You know what I mean? We're not saying it's right. We're not saying it's wrong. We're just putting it out there, and you yeah. got to, you you know, you got to do the math and connect the dots and make your life a better place. Because if not, you're going to get sucked up. You're going to get turned out. And you're going to get pimped. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. Word. That's what I'm talking about, Rick Marrero. What else you got, baby? Huh? What else going on? That's it. I think we said it all. So you you guys heard it here first, and you'll hear it again, because, you know, the pimping conversation ain't going to end right there. It ain't. No. You can't stop it. That's business. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's my man Rick said it. That's business. You know what I mean? (laughs) He's from the Bronx. So, yeah. People, thanks for tuning in. This is your boy, Malcolm Riddle, and my main man, the hip-hop restaurateur, Rick Marrero. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? I'm glad you were able to sit down with us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Been a while. You know, we, got, we got to do it again. Yeah. We got to do it more often. Have these conversations. We always got to record them. You know what I mean? Yeah. We can come over, break bread. Absolutely. Drink some wine. Absolutely. Have a $1,000 Sunday. Maybe <laughs> not. Maybe not. We'll have a basic Sunday. Yeah, maybe basic. no Sundays because I don't know if two dudes can get together and have a Sunday. No. Nah. We have- <laughs> the table's not long enough for us to sit far enough apart huh? to share you to on, ice cream. Being on the couch watching TV, having a Sunday. We'd be really cool. I mean, there's not anything wrong with it, but you know, how many times have you had a Sunday with your boy? Never. Seriously? I've never. Yeah. I've never. I've never. I will have one with my son. I might have had a milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> but not a Sunday. I don't know if I've ever actually had a same Sunday. straw, two straws, or nah, two different no, shakes. No, no, two different shakes, two different shakes, different flavors too. It's weird. You both have the same flavor because then you ask each other, "How's yours? How's yours?" Yeah. Uh, no, you know, ice cream is just one of those things. Ice cream, you gotta have it with kids. Yeah, you gotta have a yeah, kid you, present, you, right? Yeah, you should. You know, you should. There should be kid. I mean, ice cream is not just for one. <laughs> 
age group, but still. I've tried to look cool eating ice cream, too, because even, even in the summer when you get ice cream, I see some of these clowns around town eating uh, ice cream in the cold weather, but I've tried like driving around, some hot chicks pull up, and yeah. I got a big cone. Nope. You can't look cool. I, 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 never had a, I haven't had a cone in like 35 years. You can't because you're licking it. Yeah, it's I, don't, just, I don't have cones. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not, I would not eat ice cream cone. I why won't you eat ice cream cone, Rick? I, because you know why I won't eat ice cream cone. It's just I don't know. Number one, it, it gets messy, especially yeah. if it's hot. It's drip, dripping Put down. It in your it, mouth. Yeah. And then you turn it to the side and you're licking it from the side, and mm. you're licking your hand because it's all over you. And then I don't want to have to do all that. That's that's too much work. Give me a spoon. Put it in a cup. And, and I, that's it. Yeah, you can't. Uh, most of my ice cream is consumed at home. I very rarely eat ice cream outside. I let the kids get it. You know, once in a while, but on a cone, no. Not even a waffle cone. Yeah, yeah, no, you can't. You can't look cool. I mean, I've tried. Yeah. I've, I've got caught many a times because I, I, I do eat cones, Rick. I, yeah, there's I nothing like, wrong with that. Just I, my personal preference. I like a nice ice cream cone. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, I like the I like the soft swirl. You yeah. know, sometimes I mix it up with, yeah. with the chocolate good. and the vanilla. It's good. You know, but uh, yeah, you just got you got to man. It reminds me of this song. This is kind of. <laughs> Now, 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 who, who, would, little, who would eat an ice cream cone after this? It's a little homoerotic, I guess. So it's kind of weird. Remember this song? Yes. Yeah. I listen to XM Backspin. Yeah. Oh. I was telling you, you got to get that one station. I, I got it. Did you, did you I download did it? it? I got it. I downloaded it. Yeah. It's a Philadelphia radio station. On I mean, you leave it to you to take a nice, tasty kid's treat. <laughs> And make it something dirty. <laughs> now, there were never I, I ladies. I won't even be able to watch other people eat ice cream without thinking of this. I don't know why I brought that up, but I did. I, I'm going to go home. My kids will be, and I'm going to slap the spoon out of the hand. Don't eat that ice cream. Yeah, don't eat the ice cream. Don't eat the ice cream. Malcolm's implanted a, no. a seed in your head, and yeah, the men can't have it. <laughs> don't eat that ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Men can't have it, but, you know. Some men can, you know. I, I don't mind the ice cream cone myself. I don't know if that's it. I don't know. There's not any, you know, relation think, to the song. Right, yeah. Think about, think about someone else looking at you eating ice cream cone. It always looks weird. Yeah. Every that's time. That's why I don't eat it. Because I, I, I don't even eat ribs out. I've told really. I don't eat ribs <laughs> you out. Eat ribs in private. I eat ribs in private. I won't even eat wings. Mm. It takes it, it takes a lot for me to even eat wings out. I don't mind doing that in public. I just can't get down to really enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, I get down. I get down. I, I I I tell people all the time that I have a passionate affair with ice cream. So when I am when I'm on a cone, it's something to marvel. Like you're in the zone. You I don't got care a who's watching. You're just. I don't care. That's a little around. weird. Yep. I don't care to have a technique. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you got a technique. I eat my cone a special way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to, you got to, yeah, yes, you, you do. First of all, you got a time limit, too, because it's going to melt. You got to do certain things. Certain, you got yes. to bend it to the side. You're looking from the bottom. Yeah, to the bottom. The yeah, see, and I, it depends what the temperature's like, too. Yeah. Temperature outside, right. from the store to outside right. to in it the just, car, too. Grown man eating, eating a cone outside, I've seen it, and it just looks bad. It just looks yeah, bad. And that's me. Because other per- someone else might look at that same person and say, well, not notice. So yeah. it probably says more about me than it says about the person eating the cone. Because mm. you're just enjoying ice cream. Right on. So you heard it here. You heard it from Rick. And that's how he's laying it down, people. So you learned a lot today. Most importantly, you learned not to eat ice cream cones because it ain't going to pay off. <laughs> Nobody wins. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can endorse 
not eating uh, yeah. ribs or chicken no, wings. Just, just eat them, eat them at home. You know what I mean? Because I like going to Buffalo Wild Wing and yeah. getting them chicken wings. And yeah, they're, 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 yeah, I'll get the wings, but I'll get them dry. I never thought about how it looked. I'll get them dry. Yeah, I always wondered I, if someone was watching me. Everybody's watching. Everyone's always watching. Or maybe it's just me. I'll eat the wings dry. Mm, or the I ribs with the lot. dry rub. Yeah, I'll eat those. You, but but not I got something with sauce and all of my hands and getting everywhere. Your face and yeah, I just can't do it. Yeah, you don't like you don't like the bone. Yeah, I, I can dig it. I can dig it, Rick. People, again, let's do this. Let's break this off, and I'll be back uh, another episode. Of course, like I said, Miriam Tazi's still on vacation. You know, she got got a chance to you know stretch her legs and get out there and see the world. She likes to travel, but she'll be back uh, maybe the next episode. I'm pretty sure I'll get her back on. And then uh, uh, as for Rick Desiderio, Gainesville, VA. Yes, sir. Uh, Rick's holding it down. Uh, thanks for joining us today. And uh, this is your boy Malcolm Riddle saying. Domino motherfucker. I was a fiend, fiend before fiend. I became a teen. I melted microphones instead of cones and ice cream music orientated. So when hip hop was originated, fitted like pieces of puzzles, complicated. Cause I grabbed the mic and try to say yes, y'all. They try to take it and say that I'm too small. Cool, cause I don't get cool. upset. I kick a hole in the speaker, pull a plug, then I jet then I back then to I the jet. lab without a mic to grab. So then I add all the rhymes I had, one after the other one. Then I make another one to diss the opposite, then ask if the brother's done. I get a craving like I fiend for nicotine, but I don't need a cigarette. Know what I mean? Know what I'm I mean, raging, what I mean. creeping up the stage, and don't it sound amazing? Cause every rhyme is made in thought of Cusses sort of an addiction Magnetized by the mixing Vocals, vocabulary, and verses just stuck in The mic is a drain, no Volcanoes erupting Rhymes overflowing, gradually growing Everything is written in the code so it can coincide My thoughts are God 48 tracks to slide The invincible microphone fiend rock him Spread the word E-F-F-E-C-T A smooth operator operating correctly But back to the problem I got a habit You can't solve it Silly rabbit The prescription is a hypertone That's heroin I feed for a microphone Like heroin Soon as the bass kicks I need a fix Give me a stage and a mic and a mix And I'll put you in a mood Or is it a state of unawareness Beware it's the reanimator A menace to a microphone A lethal weapon or assassinator If the people ain't stepping, you'll see a part of me that you never seen. When I'm fiending for a microphone, I'm the microphone fiend. After 12, I'm worse than a gremlin. Feed me hip hop and I start trembling. The thriller suspense is intense, you're horrified. But this ain't the cinemas or tales from the dark side. By any means necessary, this is what has to be done. Make way, cause here I come. My DJ cuts material. It's a must that I bust any mic you hand to me. It's inherited, it runs in the family. I wrote the bomb that broke the bull's back. If that don't slow him up, I carry a full pack. Now I don't wanna have to let off, you should have kept off.